supposedly Jesus represents a model of living as God. It's like, okay, now I've got a role model. I can look at scripture to see how Jesus was or how people said Jesus was, whether it's real or not, whether it's historically accurate. Does it benefit me in my life? And I can try to embody those principles. Be like Jesus. Welcome to A Changed Mind, a journey into the topics that matter to you most. From the neuroscience and spirituality of mindset and personal growth, to groundbreaking strategies for health, wealth, and relationships, to open and honest conversations about pressing global issues, such as the environment, censorship, corporate capture, and democracy. Each and every episode reminds us of the certainty of the goodness of the future and provides the teachings, tools, and timeless wisdom inspiring you to create real lasting change in your life and in the world. If you've been desiring a sanctuary for your spirit, a place to go to tune out the distraction, negativity, and doom and gloom so that you can tap into the deep power, the vibrancy, and the potential you have inside, you're in the right place. Welcome to A Changed Mind. Hey, it's David. Just a quick interruption to your normally scheduled podcast. I've got an incredible opportunity for you. Big announcement that my book is now live on Amazon, A Changed Mind, Go Beyond Self-Awareness, Rewire Your Brain, and Re-Engineer Your Reality. If you've been wanting to take your personal growth to the next level, maybe you've done the self-help thing, but you're still feeling more stress or overwhelm or anxiety in your life, Maybe you've gotten to the next level of financial security or growth in your relationships or health or your business, but you've hit a new ceiling and you're really wanting to understand how to identify the resistance that is still inside of you that's shaping your experience of life and to let it all go and transform it so that you can truly feel free emotionally, spiritually, financially, and achieve your full potential. You've got to check out this book. I spent the last 18 months pouring all of the teachings, philosophies, tools, even processes that I've never taught before that have helped me go from a life where I was literally struggling to survive to a life now that I love in a system that lets me materialize the vision I have for my business, my family, my world without the hustle and grind and putting my spiritual growth and well-being first. So if you've been wanting a treasure map to the emotional and material promised land that life has waiting for you, Take a minute to jump on over to Amazon, grab yourself a copy of A Changed Mind, or better yet, grab a couple of copies and give them as gifts to your loved ones. The feedback is already coming in. People are saying this is one of the most practical and powerful personal development books they've ever read, and I get it because everything that's in this book is exactly what I went through, what I learned, and what I used to change my mind. Check it, grab yourself a copy, and now... On to your regularly scheduled podcast episode. Hey, it's David. Welcome back to A Changed Mind, a sanctuary for your spirit, a place where each and every episode I will remind you of the sanctity of the goodness of the future. Today, we are getting into the Jesus question. What is the Jesus question, you ask? Well, it's how do, should we think about Jesus? Some people have a lot of different opinions about this. The reason why I'm bringing it up is I didn't grow up in a Jesus family. I grew up in a family where my dad was Jewish and we celebrated Hanukkah and Passover, but I never read the Torah or we never went to temple and a Lutheran mother where we celebrated Christmas and Easter, but I never went to church or understood anything about the Bible. So it was a very non-religious family. In fact, up until my twenties and thirties, well, I would say I considered myself an atheist from like 15 to 25 
Then as a result of some of the things I started reading in college, I became an agnostic, right? I went from, I don't, I believe there's no God to, I'm not sure if I believe there's a God or not. And then at the age of 33, when I started working a 12-step program and going through the 12 steps, I became clear for me that there is a higher power working in my life that I called God, but it wasn't a religious God. It was kind of like a, a universe, the geometric laws of reality. And then I'd say in my early 40s, it took on the form of God. And recently, I've been wanting to have a very personal relationship with God. Like, I want a King David relationship with God. I want to hear God. I want to speak to God. I want to be able to stand in front of the Goliaths of my life and say, hey, the battle is already won because I've got my God behind me, and that's the type of faith and trust I have in my God. Whether the battle is some anxiety that shows up for me or something I'm trying to accomplish in my business or things that I see in the world that cause a disturbance in my force, I want that relationship. I made that decision about three or four months ago at the time of this recording, and I'm going to share with you what's come out of that in terms of some conversations I've had with people around the Jesus peace within all of it. You know, my background was really coming through Eastern tradition, Buddhism, Taoism, Confucianism, Jainism, and then I started getting into metaphysics and uh, understanding sort of the laws of consciousness. And I'm really committed right now to understanding at a deeper level Islam and the Quran, as well as Christianity and the Bible. So I thought this would be helpful in sharing it with you. I hope that's the case. (laughs) We'll see. You'll tell me. But I I think there's also a lot of trauma. There's a lot of Jesus trauma. There's a lot of church trauma. There's a lot of people who like aren't even open to a conversation or hearing about this Jesus thing because of the people who were in the church and what some of us experienced in terms of religious trauma. So I'm sensitive and aware to that too. I'm just encouraging you to be open to this conversation because I'm not going to come at it telling you you should think one thing or the other or believe one thing or the other that what I'm saying is right. I'm just sharing with you kind of real-time observations that I'm having around the Jesus piece and conversations I've had with some people who I really, really respect and admire around what they think. And this will be an ongoing conversation. I'm sure this is not going to be the last episode that I do around, I guess, what you would call Christianity or Jesus. I think there's a lot of value, and I'm going to be getting into that in that episode, this episode. So by the way, our first-time listener, welcome. This is going to be sort of a different type of episode. It's interesting that you caught this one as your first one. Highly recommend you also check out all the other episodes we have on personal development 2.0, metaphysics, money blocks, overcoming health challenges, and the frameworks that we teach. And if this is your second or more time back, welcome. Apparently, we did something right together on our our first rodeo. And if you haven't had time yet, would you please, 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 please leave me a rating or review. If you love this episode or you love others, it's the way that we climb up the ranks in the podcast world and expose this work to more and more people, which I think is really important work for people to be exposed to right now, Apple or Spotify. And if you're on YouTube, you get to see me in the studio. Hey, hey. And sorry for the beginning of this episode. I think I was a little bit anxious. I wasn't actually looking at you, but I am now. Subscribe, right, on all platforms so that you get the latest downloads and updates, my downloads, your downloads. And if you're on YouTube, leave me a comment because this is where we can actually have a more in-depth conversation. So Jesus... Where are we going with Jesus today? So I guess I'll unpack the story for you. It was about three months ago, four months ago, I decided I wanted to have a more personal relationship with my higher power. And as I mentioned before, I'm not tremendously studied in the Bible. You know, I know a little bit, enough to be not dangerous, but say a few things. And my favorite passage in the Bible is the story of David and Goliath. And seeing David as a shepherd boy's strength and power and faith 
in his relationship and trust in God, that, that he had the power of God because he surrendered to God. And he was able to communicate with God. And my understanding, by the way, interestingly enough, is after that victory against Goliath, David moved into Saul's court. It was King Saul at the time. And Saul felt threatened by David. And the long story short is Saul pursued David to destroy David. And David ran for something like 10 years. He sang like 80 Psalms or something like that. And a lot of them were while David was running away from Saul and kind of saying like, God, where are you in my life? And uh, I can relate to that. I don't know if you can. There, I found God in 12-step recovery, a higher power of my own understanding, and I felt very, very connected, and I felt grounded in my life at that time, and I felt like the general anxiety of life was lifted from me. And then my life grew, and I met the woman of my dreams, and I created a business that I was really passionate about, and now I have my first child, and I live in my dream home. And so I wavered in my spiritual practice. It was like too busy with all of the things that my spiritual practice and higher power had materialized for me. And so I knew that I needed to get back into a deeper practice, especially as I'm having these conversations with you and I'm wanting to be your friend and be your teacher and be your guide and be on the journey with you. It's like, I don't want this to just be intellectual as this work is expanding. I want to be able to embody it and speak from a firsthand experience of it. And so things have been shaken up in my life recently. Things have been accelerated, almost forcing me to go back into my 12-step program, as I talked about a couple episodes ago, and almost an accelerated need to connect more deeply with God. And I think it came out of that question that I asked, right? Like, how can I have a more personal relationship with you? And so fortunately, I've got other people in my life who are on the journey with me, and I get to learn from them. And I was able to have a wonderful conversation, my wife, Carol. And Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, who runs the Fit Father, Fit Mother, Fit Family Projects. If you, haven't, if you want to be a fit and powerful dad or mom for your kids, definitely check them out on YouTube. Huge shout out to Dr. Anthony, not just in what he's creating with Fit Father and Fit Mother and the Fit Family Projects, but who he's become. Like, I, it's an honor to be his friend. He's somebody I deeply respect. When I have one of those things where I need to call someone and go, hey, I just need to know what you think about this. More than 50% of the time, it's Dr. Anthony Balduzzi. And, and I've been able to bear witness to his transformation. So we had breakfast together at a wedding that we were at a couple of weeks ago. We got to spend an hour and a half together, which I'm super grateful for. We normally don't get that much of a chunk of time. And we just started talking about his experience and the importance that he feels of really connecting with Christ, and which was interesting for me because in, in his earlier stages of his journey, it was more about God. And it was uh, probably a little bit more Eastern influenced. He's a very intellectual academic guy. He understood metaphysics. And so, you know, there was sort of like these laws of the universe that are part of infinite intelligence. But all of a sudden, this Jesus piece showed up. And so I asked him, you know, what's this Jesus piece about for you? And he started giving me some of the, a little bit of the languaging, Carol and I, and he talked about this, this idea that like, you know, Jesus showed up to die for our sins. And I've never really understood that piece. He did a good way of articulating it, and I'm not going to try to re-articulate it to you because I want to share what I discovered because that's the only thing I can speak powerfully to. But it was very clear that he felt like Jesus was an important piece of the self-realization formula. And in our conversation, a couple of distinctions emerged, which I wanted to share with you and just offer up to you. As a perspective on Jesus, 
not because you need to go study Jesus or follow Jesus or be saved by Jesus or any of those things. A lot of the languaging that I've heard from my evangelical friend who is so strong in his faith, John Powers, who's one of the guys I called and said, hey man, I want to reconnect with you because I want to surround myself with God-loving, living fearlessly in God people. He tries to explain to me this idea that Jesus died for our sins and that we're saved in Christ. And it's confusing for me. I'm sure at some point it'll be unconfused. But here's what I did get clear on the Jesus piece. I've realized over the last decade, as I've wanted to embody the qualities that I think God or my higher power is encouraging me into, that somewhere along the way, I had this idea of God is inside of me and God is everywhere and I am God. And so the qualities of God are inside of me. I'm reading a book by Florence Scovel Shin right now. She has a collected works. One is called The Rules of the Game uh, or The Rules of Life. I can't remember. The Game of Life is what it's called. Another one is Your Word is Your Wand. And she has these beautiful affirmations. God is undefeated. Therefore, I am undefeated. There is no confusion in God. Therefore, there is no confusion in me. There is no anxiety in God. Therefore, there is no anxiety in me. There is no restlessness in God. Therefore, there can be no restlessness in me really powerful affirmations. And I really started getting connected to this idea of like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. And so over time, part of the objective has been to become more like God. But that's a hard thing to wrap your mind around, isn't it? I mean, if it's just God, if it's consciousness, if it's this omnipresent, omniscient, invisible force, my experience is, well, that's a pretty hard thing to embody. It's a hard thing to relate to. But what Jesus represents is the human incarnation or embodiment of God, the walking, living God. And so what I'm finding now is that that gives me a model that I can understand because, according to Christian scripture, has shown up as a man on earth right? This is not to say that like, you know, Christ was the son of God. I have my own opinions around those things. That's not what this conversation is. And I don't really know yet that that's important. All the stuff that triggers people, like let's just set it aside. But supposedly Jesus represents a model of living as God. It's like, okay, now I've got a role model. I can look at scripture to see how Jesus was or how people said Jesus was, whether it's real or not, whether it's historically accurate, does it benefit me in my life? And I can try to embody those principles, be like Jesus. That's something that I can strive for, whether it's attainable or not is another question. But be like God, I don't know, for me it's like good luck with that one. So for a long time, I didn't think the Jesus thing was necessary if you wanted to become self-realized, if you wanted to be spiritually connected, if you wanted to have faith in a personal relationship with a God of your understanding. Because remember, I came out of 12-step recovery, so it's heavily emphasized. It's a God of your own understanding. However you want to describe or envision your God, hey, go for it. All that's important is that you believe that there is a force in your life that can, wants to, or will lovingly intervene to support you in doing the things that you're not meant to do or that you can't do. God can do in my life what I cannot do for myself. And that is meant to allow me to relax 
into trusting so that I can enjoy my life and be productive as a human being rather than living in the anxiety of life. So it was like, well, okay, what do I need Jesus for? Well, if you want to model God in you, you can't do it. I can't do it as God in me, but I can model this Jesus character or individual, however you want to view it. So that's one reason why I think Jesus is valuable in the self-realization, in the spiritual connection equation. And one of the you know, great teachers I studied was Paramahansa Yogananda, who wrote a book called Autobiography of a Yogi. And he brought up Christ a lot, and he talked about the Christ consciousness and the importance of understanding the Christ consciousness. And he talked about how the Christ consciousness is inside each and every one of us. And I think there's value to that too. What I'm coming to believe is that God, in the presence of a man on this planet, brought the God energy to a different level of accessibility on the planet. In other words, there was a living embodiment or incarnation of what we're calling God that came with the frequency of God. And when it came with the frequency of God, it left that frequency of God on the planet after Jesus left. It's kind of like Edison came with the frequency of the light bulb. So even though Edison has passed, we still have evidence of the light bulb here. In fact, each and every one of us has light bulbs in our homes. What I'm saying is I'm coming to believe it's just my own understanding through intuition and conversations that I'm having, right? I'm constructing a hypothesis that feels like it would work well for what I'm wanting to achieve, which is a deeper relationship with a power greater than myself. And so I'm constructing a hypothesis and then I'm going to test that hypothesis and see if in fact it does help me improve my conscious contact with my God of my understanding. And by the way, it may not actually be causative. It could just be correlative. But I'm building a hypothesis. I'm going to test the hypothesis. I'm going to see what the result is. I'm applying as best as I can a scientific method <laughs> to this experience of self-realization. So Edison came here and we have light bulbs in all of our homes. Christ came here and we now have Christ consciousness inside each and every one of us. Right? That's what scripture leads us to understand. That's what great metaphysical teachers are teaching. It's what some of the Eastern teachers, I, if you're on YouTube, I'm pointing over here because Paramahansa Yogananda is up on my wall with my council of influencers and teachers. That's what Paramahansa Yogananda said, right? Is that the Christ consciousness lives inside each and every one of us. That's an important concept because now we have God consciousness inside of us. That means there's a part of my consciousness that has all of the qualities that Christ represented and embodied as he walked the earth that high level of frequency, that ability to see the truth that there is no disease and to miraculously heal. That's inside of me. So I have the ability to see the truth of my own physical maladies and to heal myself, to be able to be with people who were betraying him. That's what the history or the story showed, all of these examples, so that I can be with people no matter who they are, and still be in absolute love for them and compassion for them. So not only do I have a model for how to be as best as I can be or as close as I will be over the course of my life, self-realized, meaning living as God in God's own version of me. Not only do I have a model for that and looking at Christ, but I actually have the toolkit inside of me. I have the Christ consciousness. It's not external. It's not something I have to pray to that's up in the sky, right? It's not something that I have to look to anywhere other than inside of me. And knowing 
that I have all of these qualities, capabilities, abilities. In other words, Christ did not experience scarcity. He lived in the truth of abundance. That's how he was able to feed the 5,000 with the loaves and fish. Well, that means inside of me is the capacity to not experience the illusion of scarcity and to live in abundance and to be able to, through the God energy that is inside of me, allow that God energy to work through me to create abundance in my life regardless of any circumstance or situation. And again, the specific languaging I'm using is depersonalizing it because I think it's, we want to make sure, otherwise our ego will insert itself, that while this power of the universe that represented itself as the living embodiment, as Christ, and all of the examples of miracles that were performed, that energy is already within me and can be utilized to perform similar types of miracles as I continue to learn to be more and more and more and more like the role model. But make no mistake, the energy is the energy of God itself. The energy is the energy of Christ itself. And so in that we stay humble. We can perform miracles in our own lives and in the lives of others, but knowing that what's actually performing the miracles is the Christ consciousness or is the God energy. If we think it's us, now all of a sudden our ego wraps up in it and now we're cut off from God. So I think these are very valuable frameworks to be entertaining and we don't have access to it if, at least as far as I'm aware, someone who's studied in the Torah may say something else, someone who's studied in the Quran may say something else. So this is not, I'm not trying to be argumentative, I'm just sharing based on my limited perspective and I'm sharing from a place of wanting to create more access for all of us to living in faith, to relaxing in God or our higher power of our own understanding, to being able to activate the Christ consciousness or the power with inside each and every one of us through these perspectives. And I'm sure there are other perspectives. And if you have them, definitely you're on YouTube, comment below, send me an email because I'm wanting to learn because I'm wanting to have a deeper personal relationship with my God. There are a lot of Goliaths that are showing up in our own individual lives. There are a lot of Goliaths showing up in the world. And I want to, I think the way through to, I know the way through to changing our own lives and to also changing the world is to do it from love and do it from faith. And we see just the opposite of that taking place right now. At the time of this recording, the Israel-Palestinian conflict is a great example of that. And I talked about how I think we can approach that from a compassionate standpoint, which will produce better results and break the cycle of, of despair and destruction that's happening there several episodes ago, if you want to go listen to my take on the Israeli-Hamas conflict. But we're seeing right now that there are a lot of Goliaths in the world, a lot of conflict in the world. And so I think that what we're being called to is to a place of cultivating and nurturing love within ourselves. And part of that is cultivating and nurturing the love that our higher power has for us. And that this Christ piece plays a really important mechanism in terms of access. If you remove Christ from the equation, I don't know who you're modeling to try to be like God and all of the qualities that are represented and that we see allow us to be powerful. And even if you accept this idea of Christ as a role model. Just Christ as a role model. Right? I'm not saying you got to accept that he's the son of God. Some, it's all language stuff. But then you think it's external to you and you don't realize you already have the internal access, then now you're always seeking externally. So I think those are two really, really important conversations and they came out as a result of my conversation with Dr. Anthony and Carol, with Gabriel, our child, at breakfast. And I'm just going to leave you with this and I'm so curious to see what you think. Again, so definitely leave me some comments. 
Dr. Anthony, at the very end of our conversation, said, let me put a bow on this for you. And I want to put the bow on it for you as well. He said, one of the things I realized is that it is important, if not critical, if not the ultimate objective, to be aware in each present moment that we experience of our 100% dependability and requirement on God. That every single thing that we have is only because of God and or your higher power as you understand it. And I thought there for a moment, all of a sudden I started having these awarenesses of me breathing. And I was like, wow, yeah, I'm dependent upon the God of my understanding for breath. I'm dependent upon the God of my understanding for oxygen. Like, wow, what a miracle. Then I just got present to the fact that I was sitting in a chair in a restaurant. I'm dependent upon the God of my understanding for gravity. I didn't create gravity, right? I believe a higher power did. I believe the the brilliance of the intelligence of the universe. I don't believe in the chaos theory of maybe this just just sort of happened. Or even if it was chaos theory, I put it within the context of a of an intelligence, a supreme intelligence, omniscient, omnipotent intelligence. I'm like, wow, I'm so grateful for the fact that like we're able to have this experience and have this physical life because we have this thing called gravity. And then, you know, Anthony had to leave for his flight. And I'm like, wow, the miracle of flight. Like I never would have been able to meet Dr. Anthony in Austin, Texas for a wedding from our home in Puerto Rico. If this were a hundred years ago, we'd have to get on a boat and go to Florida and then a train and get to Austin. It'd probably be like a four week journey or something crazy like that. There's a risk of a high risk of not even making the entire journey. I'm like, wow, what a miracle. Then I started realizing that, wow, everything I see in my reality is a miracle of God. It started as an idea in consciousness all of the light bulbs. Wow, that was God's gift to Edison and to humanity. The television. Wow, that was God's gift. The radio. That was God's gift. The iPhone. Wow, that was God's gift to humanity through Steve Jobs receiving that idea and then materializing the iPhone into the world. But it wasn't Steve Jobs. It all starts out in consciousness. It all starts out with God. And so I want to leave you with that. It's an interesting experience if you allow yourself to contemplate it, but for a few moments, that every single thing in your reality, you're dependent upon your higher power for. What ends up happening is you just shift into a natural thanksgiving and an awe. And I think that practice, as Anthony was encouraging it, is a wonderful practice for beginning to transition the habit of anxiety, the habit of fear, the habit of busyness, all of these habits that separate us from this personal relationship that I think we would all want with a higher power if we could have it. It's an antidote for that separation. And so I'm, I'm trying my best to do it. I'm not doing it more than I am, but I'm doing it more than I used to. And so I think this is a just part of my next level process and practice of receiving what I asked for, a deeper relationship with my power greater than myself. So hope you love this episode. Different episode, huh? But that's what we're going to do from time to time here. I think this is the most important conversation and there's a lot of different edges to it. So thanks for sticking with me. I love you. And I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, it's David. One more thing. If you want to go even deeper on everything we've talked about on today's episode, don't forget to jump over to www.davidbear.com. You can find the link in the show notes and subscribe to our newsletter. A couple of times a week, I'm going to be sending you the latest episodes that we've released along with additional free trainings. You'll get immediate access to my free MindHack ebook and go even deeper into all the tools, the technologies, the frameworks that have helped tens of thousands of people establish a changed mind. Don't forget to jump on over to the site and I will see you in the next episode.